mindfulness mode. Just keep building it, building it up and building it up. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. Hey, Mindful Tribe, have you ever been that person that just wishes you could get more business, get more leads, get found online, that people would be just rushing to your website to learn more about what you do so that you can help them? Because we all like helping people, don't we? I know we've talked a lot about that on the show. Today, I've got the SEO guy with me, SEO Optimizers. Dot com is his website. I'm here with Brandon Liebowitz. Brandon, are you in mindfulness mode today? Yeah, trying to be as much as I can. Usually try to stay mindful. That's awesome. So what does mindfulness mean to you, Brandon? Um, just being aware and trying not to maybe think too much about the future or the past and just being in the moment, being in the present. So you help people get more sales and leads using SEO. So we might as well start with SEO because we could have some listeners right now saying, well, what the heck is SEO? So why don't you tell us? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization, which really just means ranking websites on Google. So whenever you search on Google, there's ads at the top, but right below the ads are the free listings. So trying to get websites listed in the free area of Google or any search engine, but just trying to Tap into that free traffic so you don't have to spend money on the paid ads. Right. And I'm guessing that you must be able to keep up with Google's system of analytics pretty well. Is that right? Try to because Google is constantly changing every single day they change. So it makes it a little tricky, but there's they're not making major changes. They're trying to clean up spam for the most part. As long as you're not doing anything weird or shady, you should be fine. But Google is just constantly changing, which makes it interesting. So what kind of content does Google reward people for the most? Uh, well, Google loves text. They love, they can't really read images and videos yet. They're getting better at it, but they really feed off of text. The more text you have, the easier it is for under, them to read and understand what that page is about. Or if it's a video or a podcast, you can transcribe that video into text. That way they could see it, put it in the description or put it somewhere around that that video, but they really feed off text. The more content that you have that's original, can't be copied text from one page to another. It has to be 100% unique. But the more text you have, the more they're going to reward you and understand more what your keywords are that you're targeting. Right. Well, that sounds simple. So should a podcaster transcribe their entire episode and post that every time they publish an episode? I would recommend it but if you're doing like an hour two hour long podcast it might be a little tough to transcribe all that so you could time stamp it and break it up into different like sections and chapters but if it's maybe 10 minute video you could probably transcribe that because the more text the better like if you write 800 words versus 2000 2000 words is going to be better because the more text you put out there the more they're going to have to read and understand and really feed off and better solidify that they know that you're trying to rank for these keywords. As you've moved on your journey of helping people with SEO, how have you used mindfulness as part of your life to make this happen? Uh, with SEO, just try to be in the moment with Google and try to figure out what Google's looking for at this current time, because like I said, they're changing all the time. But as long as you understand kind of what they're looking for and what they're not looking for, it really helps out, but 
you just got to be aware that it's always going to be changing and makes it a little challenging too, but just trying to not think too much about what the future holds because no one knows how Google is going to work, what they're going to do, what they're changing. And even when they make changes, they don't really tell people. Nowadays, there's a lot of AI and things behind the scenes where no one even really knows how it works anymore, which is kind of weird and scary, but it keeps you on your toes and keeps you just trying to be in the moment. As we experience more and more AI, um, <clears throat> where do you think the world is going? I mean, it looks like, you know, you can put in a few words and, you know, using AI, you could create a whole blog post. Where do you think we're going with all this? Uh, unfortunately, it's probably going to be plugged in like that metaverse. I mean, there's been tools since 2007 when I first started doing SEO where you just put a couple words in and it'll write content for you. It'll make it 100% unique. It'll pass Google's checker until like 2011 or 13. They had a big update about that, but they still are not able to fully, well, back then it was in gibberish. Like it would replace synonyms with words. So it would just find words from other art websites mm -hmm. and take that content and replace the word. Like maybe it says best to great or greatest or something like that. So mm -hmm. the fine synonyms, it went really read properly. Nowadays, the AI is getting a lot better where it actually reads really, really well, but not sure how Google is going to be able to catch on to that. They were able to stop the, it was called article spinning back when 2007. So I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to surpass it. But in the future, who knows, because it is getting really, really realistic to the point that you can't even tell the difference. Same with videos too, which is, I don't know how that's all going to work or how they're going to do differentiate what's real and what's not real, but sure they're able to kind of figure it out for now, but five years from now, I feel like it's going to be really tough for them to tell. So you mentioned that written content is top, but what about videos? Where does that come in? Well, video, Google's trying to better understand it. Like if you upload a video to YouTube, Google owns YouTube. They'll try to transcribe or give you the subtitles and closed captions, but it's not there yet. You still have to go in and fix it manually so you can see that they don't fully understand what you're saying. They're trying to, but they're not there yet. So they're going to just really rely heavily on that text for now. And just the more you're able to give them, the better off they're going to be. But have to see they're getting like facial recognition and all that stuff. But still, that's pretty far off. So you, I'm guessing you basically work uh, in your office from morning till night on the computer is that right yeah for the most part i mean i take breaks so luckily i am able to be my home boss and set my own hours so yeah i could go and work for a few hours in the morning take a break i live close to the beach so i could go down to the beach for a couple hours relax hang out maybe catch a sunset or go on a hike or get away and then come back at night do some work or kind of pick and choose how it works out yeah that's that sounds pretty mindful that you can you can choose when to do those things. You can go for a hike. You can go on the beach. And uh, have has nature always played an important role in your life, Brandon? Um, grew up in Southern California, so I was always pretty close to the beach. So enjoy the beach, but it's a lot of city here. There's so it's definitely more city than nature. But there are little spots, and you could go up to like Malibu or further up north and get away and escape that city, which is nice. But feel like maybe half and half love the city, but definitely enjoy nature and getting away because too much of the city can be too much at times. Yeah, sure. So do you meditate? I started doing it a couple of years ago at one of my old jobs I worked at. 
I had someone come in that would do meditation and yoga once a week. And that kind of got me into it maybe like five or six years ago. So I don't do it every day, although I want to, but got to work on that. But definitely have been doing it more and taking it up more yoga and meditation. And so do you do guided meditation or silent meditation? What does it look like for you? A little bit of both. Do either one. Sometimes just meditate in silence or sometimes I'll try to use those apps like Headspace or other types of apps to do guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you live a life of your choosing. You've pretty much created your life. Would you say that's true? Yeah, for the most part, I've been able to create it. Definitely been aware of what I've been doing and had a kind of a roadmap of or path that I wanted to go down. Didn't go exactly what I was thinking, but I don't think it ever does. But as long as you have some plan ahead, I think that helps out a lot. Well, you help people get more sales and leads using SEO. And I'm wondering, can you share a story of someone or some company that you have helped and, and talk about their transition as a result of what you've done? Helped out tons of companies over the years, but I guess one that I'm currently working on is a, is a, where they lease out cars. And mm -hmm. they had a website that, unfortunately, depending on how you have your website built, sometimes Google can't read your website depending on like the coding and all this stuff. So gave them a ton of recommendations. They cleaned up their website, restructured it, rebuilt it. And instantaneously, they just shot up to that first page of Google. And then once wow. I started doing SEO, which is building backlinks, because Google can't read the website. Like I say, like if there's not text there, they're not going to know what keywords to rank you for. If the website's all messed up and they're getting lost. If like, if a person's getting lost on a website, like if there's too much clutter, it doesn't like flow. Google's going to get lost because they're just a robot. They're not that smart. They're smart, but it's just a robot. They need you to really spoon feed them and guide them as long the way as much as possible. So cleaning up the website really helped out. And then building backlinks is really the most important part of SEO because Google will read all this text on your website, but they don't trust anyone. They want to see what are called backlinks. They want to see other websites talking about you. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is going to give to you. And then they look at the keywords to figure out what to rank you for. So let's say you're reading an article on like the New York times.com and then there it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on that and it goes to my website. I'd be getting a backlink from the New York times. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust you're going to be able to get. So once I started building backlinks that just got them to the very top for pretty much all their keywords. And now they're just ecstatic because someone wanted to buy their business a few years before they started working with me and they decided to hold off. And now, they're just really booming. So there's a lot of variables that go into SEO. It's not really one size fits all. It's not just fixing a website, but building backlinks and building the trust up really is the more important aspect of Google or SEO. I've heard that backlinks to educational institutions are really good. Is that true? So that used to be true. So the way it works is the more backlinks you have, the higher you're going to rank. Mm -hmm. Until Google realized people were gaming the system and just building backlinks to build them. So Google said, all right, it's not the number of backlinks, it's the number of quality backlinks. And what is a quality backlink to Google? That just means a backlink has to be from a website that's related to you and also an authoritative website. So let's say you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from a restaurant. That really wouldn't make sense. Like, why is a restaurant giving a doctor a backlink? But if you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from a health-related website, like WebMD or something like that, that would make a lot more sense. But also authoritativeness. So 
how popular is the website. If it's backlink from my website, that's good, but it's not the same as like a New York Times or Huffington Post or Wall Street Journal. So the bigger the website, the more value. And educational.edu or government.gov websites, you can't just buy those domains. You have to prove that you're a government or educational institute. So Google looks at those as higher quality websites because you can't just buy those URLs. So getting backlinks from educational institutes, as long as it has a .edu or government.gov URL, those help out a little bit more. They've kind of been spammed over the years, so they're not as valuable as they used to be, but they still do have a little bit more of value that's passed on. I see. Back in 2007, when you started SEO Optimizers, what were some of the biggest challenges you were met with and how did you deal with those challenges? Uh, probably letting people know what SEO is. Nowadays, it's a little bit more commonly used around businesses, but still not every business understands or knows the value of search engine optimization. But back in 2007, no one really understood. It was really tough to convey and let people know or businesses know why they should be online. So that was definitely one of the tougher parts is just getting clients and getting people to even trust me because I was new to it. So people are just like, all right, how do I know that you can really rank me and built up my portfolio and built up the websites I've worked on. And that kind of showcases to others that I know what I'm doing and I can help them out as well. Did you ever get trolled online or did, did you ever have to deal with, you know, some of that hate that so many people have to deal with from time to time? Oh, well, had issues with Zoom in the past. So when everything happened and pandemic happened, I teach a lot of classes in person, couldn't do those anymore. So those all shut down and I had to do them online. And the first ones I did on Zoom got spammed and these people would hack in and would take over the screen and just post all these crazy pictures. And that was, so I don't know if it was deliberately targeting me or they're just targeting anyone that was doing Zoom meetings, but that happened twice. And then I had to figure out how to lock the Zoom and put like passcodes and restrictions and all these other things that really restricted who could come in. So less people were there, but it was more about getting quality people instead of getting random people. But they're all from other countries and spoke English. I don't know where they were from, but they were just taking over Zoom for some reason. I guess they were just bored at home, probably some kids, but luckily I haven't really had any hate, but sure there's always people that are gonna unfortunately put some negative content out there. Yeah, well, I've noticed that you've had a lot of people uh, mention how awesome you are with what you do. Like you've got some great testimonials. I checked out your website. And do you find it's easy to get testimonials from people or do you find sometimes they clam up and they don't necessarily want to share? No, testimonials are pretty tough to get. So most people don't want to write a review unless they're angry. So like if you go to a restaurant and you had a great meal, you're not going to go on Yelp saying great food. Some people might. But most people are not going to do that. They're going to, they got a bad meal. They're going to go on Yelp or Google or one of these websites and write a negative reviews or TripAdvisor, wherever they're going. But so it is tough to get positive reviews, but you can't really ask Google or Yelp. And a lot of sites say you can't ask for reviews. So you just got to let people naturally do them. But sometimes if you know someone's going to write a review, say, hey, can I film you? Can we do a video testimonial? Or can you share this on some other platforms as well? just to get more reach and more visibility of those reviews. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I've found that testimonials can make a huge difference. I know in, in my businesses, they made a big difference, that's for sure. So <clears throat> I want to ask you about bullying because I've worked in bullying prevention for quite some time. And I like to ask a question about this and, and how mindfulness maybe would have made a difference. Do you have a story you could share with us, Brandon? Um, probably, well, in middle school, get picked on mm. by other kids and like in like PE class just for, I don't know, not running fast or not being as quick as other kids maybe, but yeah, no, definitely had to deal with that or yeah, all throughout school. I feel like almost everyone gets some form of bullying, but yeah, middle school definitely had a little bit, high school had a little bit of that and it's tough to deal with at times, but you just gotta know that this is only temporary and that schools should be over eventually. And then you'll be on your own and be in the real world and won't have to deal with all that or still have to deal with bullies in the real world. But at least you're not trapped like in a school where you have to be right. there for eight hours a day, five days a week. Right. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought of writing a book? Yeah, I thought about it as have been looking at it, but just haven't had that time right now. But definitely something I've been thinking about doing. Well, the thing about SEO, I'm guessing that would make it challenging is that it changes so fast. Isn't that true? Yep. That would be the tricky part is you put a book out there and that's why I don't really want to, or think I should put something out there because I mean, with all digital marketing, it's just so it's constantly evolving. It's changing so quickly, yeah. but I could put a book about just like the basic fundamentals. I think that would be more beneficial, but just showing like step-by-step -step strategies might be tough because if I show a strategy, be like, hey, this is how you log into Google Analytics next or in a couple months, Google Analytics is changing how everything looks and or just like social media, like Instagram is constantly changing how they look. Facebook's constantly changing. They're all constantly changing, moving buttons around. So it makes it tough for like step-by-step -step tutorials, but maybe more higher level concepts could be beneficial, I think. Well, there are all the time new different social media platforms coming on board. What are some of the newer ones that you think are really effective? I would say, I don't know any newer ones, but TikTok, I'll, I'm sure everyone's heard of that one. TikTok yeah. and Instagram are kind of ones that just run the show right now. I'll have to see what happens in the future because it's tough to predict which ones are going to kind of take over or surpass them because there's so many that pop up and some gain traction for a little while and it just drops off or like TikTok, it just kept going and growing and growing and it's growing really fast. So that one is something that a lot of people maybe should look into, but it all depends on your audience. Who's your audience and where are they? Are they on social media or are they on Google? Because if you're a service-based business, they're probably not going to be on social media. Like if you're a doctor, a lawyer, myself, an SEO company, probably not going to look for me on Facebook or Instagram. I mean, you might, but most people are probably going to go on Google, find me there, and then check me out on social to make sure I'm a real person, right. reviews, testimonials, see status updates, make sure that I'm a legitimate, credible, trustworthy person. And what are your thoughts about LinkedIn? Now, LinkedIn is a great one for B2B. So if you're doing anything business to business, LinkedIn is a great social media platform. So for myself, for an SEO company, LinkedIn is probably the best one for myself because that's where I could connect with other business owners, whereas all the other socials are okay, but they don't really get me new leads. They'll build trust for people that have found me, but terms of generating new leads and new clients that doesn't work too well but Facebook is a great b2b one right 
And uh, so you help people with ads on Google, don't you? Yep, I'll help out with paid ads. Try not to do the paid ads, but they do work. So if you want, because SEO does take about six months. It's not immediate. So it's more of a long-term strategy. And if you want immediate traction, I'll help out. We'll run some paid ads and get you that visibility right away. Right, right. Yeah. Well, as we uh, move toward the end of the interview, I'd like to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has helped you to be more mindful in your life? I would say probably that yoga instructor at my old job. Yeah. That one really introduced me to yoga meditation. I've heard of it before, but didn't really try it or wasn't involved too much in it and Mm -hmm. working together with them helped out a lot and has really made me get into more of my practice. Sure. So Brandon, how has mindfulness helped how you deal with your emotions? Uh, So it's helped me be, I'd say, more relaxed. Although you can't always be mindful. You try to, but it's tough to be mindful. Just in general, it's tough to be mindful. So when you're angry or upset or really happy, sometimes it's tough to be mindful or in that moment. But I try to sometimes just be more aware and try to be more present and not just thinking of other things, which is tough to do, but try to do it and it's helped out and slowly getting better. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, I want to ask you about breathing. Is uh, breathing something that you pay special attention to? Do you notice sometimes that you're just not uh, deeply breathing and you need to stop what you're doing and breathe? Do you have any suggestions for breathing? I don't know too much about breathing, but I have done like meditations where it was like doing different breathing exercises, like breathing in, holding it in, letting it out for a certain amount of time. But none that I do all the time. My stomach hurts, which like if I eat some candy or junk food, I'll see that my stomach's hurting. If I do deeper breaths, I'll kind of feel like it eases it out a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so definitely the breathing and the breath has a lot of power. And I need to look into that more and just learn about different breathing strategies because there's so many out there. Yeah, there are. That's for sure. Any books that you would recommend that are somehow related to mindfulness? Uh, I would say I'm currently reading Power of Now. So I think that mm-hmm. one is probably really relevant to everything. It's just being in the moment, not trying to think about the future or the past and just trying to stay in that present moment. Yeah, it's a it's a terrific book. That's for sure. And you already mentioned about apps uh, any app that you want to mention particularly at this point that can help with mindfulness? I think, well, Headspace is a paid one, but I think there was one called Insight Timer. That's yes. A similar version. So if you don't want to pay for Headspace, Insight Timer is one that I've heard of, but I'm always on the lookout for a new ones. So if there's any recommendations or other good ones out there, I'm definitely open to them. But those are the two that I currently use at the moment. Great. Yeah, those are good suggestions. As we wrap up the interview, any words of advice for someone listening today that maybe wants to gain a little bit more of what you have, that calm, that focus, that groundedness? I would just say try to start a practice if you can. It doesn't have to be daily, but eventually you probably want to move it to that. But if you do it once a week, just something to get your mind into that state of mind that is a new state of mind for it and just slowly building it up it's like any muscle because god just keep building it building it up and building it up and the more you do it the easier it's going to be and it just takes a lot of time and patience but just like with seo and digital marketing it all takes time and patience so 
just being patient in general with life is always going to be a lot better because everyone wants that instant gratification, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you go viral and explode, but most of the time it's that slow, natural growing and building. Yeah, for sure. Your website is seooptimizers.com. Thank you so much, Brandon, for being on Mindfulness Mode. Thanks for having me on today. You're welcome. Bye now. Okay, that's great, Brandon. I have a publication date of September 22nd. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, once it goes live, send me the links. Okay. I'll share it with my audience and spread the word as much as I can. I will do that. I will send you the links. I'll send you a couple of images and things like that. So that's awesome. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for being on the show. Take care. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening. And again, I want to thank my sponsor, Athletic Greens. So by the way, are you a person who really cares about your health and your immune system and everything you put into your body? Well, it doesn't matter if you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this product will work for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no terrible chemicals or artificial ingredients. It supports better sleep, and better alertness. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science and it costs less than $3 a day. So the product is called AG1 and the company is called Athletic Greens. If you buy using my affiliate link, you'll get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. So just go to www.athleticgreens.com mindfulness. And with that, Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.